Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. You might wonder how it was that Franklin Graham could have chuckled when he heard that his father, legendary evangelist Billy Graham, had died years ago. He said, when you hear that uh, Billy Graham is dead, don't you believe it for a second. He said, I'll be more alive than ever before. And uh, he's in the presence of God. So we rejoice and we're we're thrilled that his suffering's over and he's he's in God's presence. Franklin Graham on NBC's Today Show. President Trump says that if one of the victims of the Florida school gunman, a football coach had been armed, he would have shot, and that would have been the end of it. Mr. Trump revisiting the idea of arming school teachers, an idea that he had raised initially during his campaign for the White House. On Wall Street right now, the Dow up 110 points, the S&P 11 points higher. This is SRN Welcome to Healthline Live. This is your 21st century conduit for the latest breaking your lifestyle choices information can increase your and risk for heart disease and heart attack. So you, your family, can enjoy your best health. To, your so by all means, to learn more about potential risk factors and healthy lifestyle changes, visit cdc.gov. This wellness spotlight free, is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Every weekday morning at 9 o'clock, it's Like It Matters Radio, and today, a live show for you with Mr. Black. Of our radio broadcast you can always reach the program 651-289-4466 is the number. And tell if we check that forecast for today, we'll see uh, some snow showers develop in the afternoon. The 28 for the high. Tonight, then, to freezing drizzle. Maybe a little uh, snow. Could see a couple of two to four inches possible. And low near 23. By tomorrow, partly cloudy and low 30s. Do you want to change your life? Change your destiny? Get the most out of life? Tune in Saturdays at 3 p.m. on Wellness Radio 1570 for the Big Money Club with Chris and Wayne. They'll be in the clubhouse filling you in on all the secrets and tips they've learned about making money, saving money, and making dreams come true. And they'll have a little fun along the way. Become a club member and join Chris and Wayne at 3 p.m. every Saturday on Wellness Radio 1570. All City Agency. We don't sell insurance, we help you buy it. Expert advisors for your auto, home, and business insurance. All City Agency is a Dave Ramsey-endorsed local provider. Discover big discounts. All City Agency is an independent insurance agency and has access to 100-plus insurance carriers. Quality-driven, value-priced, superior service. All City Agency, endorsed by Dave Ramsey, trusted by you. We don't sell insurance, we help you buy it. Call 651-484-1213 or find us at allcityagency.com. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org 
click on the request tab in the upper right hand corner and leave your contact information daniel.yourfamilybank.org that's daniel.yourfamilybank.org Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at wnav-video.com. That's wnav-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, uh, we're going to take a little bit different course. Today, we are going to pay tribute uh, to Billy Graham. You know, matter of fact, today I'm going to call today's show Legacy Billy Graham. You know, the legacy we leave, uh, leave is uh, so critical. You know, we only get so many years on this planet. Some of us get less than others. Billy Graham had close to 100 years. Uh, and, man, you talk about someone who made an impact. And so today we are live, uh, 651-289-4466. Uh, I'd like to open the phone lines. We're going to pay tribute to Billy Graham, but not just to Billy Graham specifically, uh, we are going to pay tribute to Billy Graham, but I'd, I'd like to hear from people. I know there's a lot of people out there. I know some of them uh, that Billy Graham had a direct impact on their life. Uh, I'll be sharing some of those stories. But I also know there's other people out there. Maybe it wasn't Billy Graham himself, but other people of God, people who are a little different than most other people, people who live their life in a way that moved you, uh, that their, their words and their actions were congruent. Because so many times in today's world, we say one thing, but we do something different. So many people in this world, we, we can preach a good sermon, but we're not living it. You know, as I tell people all the time, people don't need another sermon. Uh, they need a picture. They need a picture. And uh, before the show, I, w- I was listening to the news, SRN News, and it uh, had Franklin Graham interviewed. And he said that, uh, the guy said that when, uh, uh, when Franklin Graham got word that Billy Graham had died, he chuckled. And the guy asked uh, Franklin, what would you chuckle for? Because he said, my dad years ago said, someday you're going to hear uh, that uh, someone comes to you and says, Billy Graham is dead. He said to his son, don't you believe it? Don't you believe it? He said, I'll be more alive than ever before. I'll be in the presence of my Lord and Savior. 
And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I know some of you don't like to talk about God and some of you don't like to talk about religion, and neither did Billy Graham, neither did Jesus. Both of them hated religion. Religion is man's way to attempt to get to God. But there's only one biblical religion. It's Judaism. You should check it out. It was established in the Bible. Look at the book of Genesis, Exodus. It's all right there. Leviticus, Numbers, it's all right there. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship. Uh, It is understanding that nothing that we can do, none of us, not a single one of us can be good enough for God. Billy Graham wasn't good enough for God. Mother Teresa wasn't good enough for God. Uh, The only one that's good enough for God is Jesus Christ. And he became a curse uh, so that we wouldn't be under the curse. Uh, He exchanged our sin nature, our sinful heart, uh, for his righteousness. And if you don't understand what the word righteousness means, righteousness means you're standing before God. It's called right standing. And so uh, Billy Graham's, uh, don't feel sorry for Billy Graham. Uh, Billy Graham's family, those that know Billy Graham, are rejoicing. Because as Franklin Graham said, his life of pain. And some people might, well, what do you mean his life of pain? Billy Graham had a life of pain. Some of you still don't get it. You're still comparing the, the things of this world. I mean, Billy Graham had fame. Billy Graham uh, had substance. Uh, he had stuff he had. He had a family, a good, healthy family. Uh, but you know what? None of that stuff mattered. None of that stuff mattered. Because the pain of living in this flesh, the pain of living in a broken world, uh, that's what he was talking about. And so Billy's pain is gone. He is now with heaven. The world, we should mourn because we, we lost a great man of God. We lost a man who had done a lot. Matter of fact, I want to share with you uh, his obituary. It seems only appropriate. And this is from the Washington Post. Uh, it's by Bart Barnes. It says, Billy Graham, the evangelist whose eloquent oratory and passion for Jesus attracted a worldwide following and made him one of the most influential and best-known religious figures of his time, was found dead February 21st at his home in Montreat, North Carolina. He was 99. His death was confirmed by a spokesman, Mark DeMoss. Mr. Graham had Parkinson's disease. Mr. Graham's ministry spanned more than six decades, and his evangelical crusades, as he called them for most of his career, touched every corner of the world. He proclaimed his message of salvation through repentance and commitment to Jesus in the poorest of third world villages and the world's highest centers of power and authority. In addition to his mass rallies and serving as spiritual advisor to U.S. presidents, he reached millions more through his syndicated newspaper column and best-selling books. Mr. Graham, he preferred this salutation over the reverend, was a frequent guest at the White House and he delivered the invocations at presidential inaugurations and national political conventions. In the Royal Chapel at Britain's Windsor Castle, he preached before Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip. He traveled to combat zones in South Korea and Vietnam to pray with U.S. service members. An accomplished showman with a down-to-earth theology, Mr. Graham preached with a burning sincerity, although he generally avoided the exaggerated theatrics of the stereotypical biblical-thumping revivalist of an earlier era. He was charming, tall, and handsome, always immaculately dressed, and he had an engaging smile. As he aged, his hair turned snow white. His delivery was varied and dramatic, liberally laced with a stream of self-deprecating anecdotes, and he was an extraordinarily effective proselytizer. Are you frustrated, bewildered, dejected, breaking under the strains of life? Mr. Graham would ask his audiences. Then listen for a moment to me. Say yes to the Savior tonight. 
and in a moment you will know such comfort as you've never known. Millions accepted his invitations to come forward and make a decision for Christ. Over the years of Mr. Graham's ministry, although his critics like to cite published statistics that 80 to 90% of those people were church members who were reaffirming their faith. William Martin, the professor of sociology at Rice University, called him the most powerful evangelist since Jesus. In a 2002 article in Texas Monthly Magazine, Martin, author of 1991 Graham biography, A Prophet with Honor, wrote that Mr. Graham was singularly influential in trying to restore American evangelism's good name. Boy, you know, today, um, as we think about Billy Graham, uh, I know there are people out there that went to Billy Graham's crusades. Matter of fact, I was listening to a, a news report, and the guy said uh, when he did his last uh, time here in Texas, I don't remember, I think it was 2002 or 2012, I don't remember, he said he had spoken to 210 million people. 210 million people. And, you know, I, I opened uh, my phone up today. You know, when you open your phone, you have all that news on there. And, uh, you know, I saw the news clippings with the shooting in Florida. Uh, and, again, I'm not downplaying the shooting in Florida. But, you know, people were saying parents and students plead with Trump. How many children have to get shot? Uh, and then there was another article that says uh, parents and, t uh, and kids were asking uh, Mr. Trump, how come we didn't learn anything since Sandy Hook? How come we didn't learn anything since Columbine? And so now everybody's rushing. Uh, everybody's rushing. Let's ban guns. That's, what do you think our enemy would love for us to do? Ban guns. What do you think the government that wants to control everybody's life would love for us to do? Ban guns. Why do you think the Second Amendment is so important? If you're going to really change this world, we're going to change hearts. Hurting people hurt people, ladies and gentlemen. You can ban all the guns you want. And then what are you going to do? Turn to knives and hatchets when everybody's getting hatcheted up, when people are going into schools and maybe they can't kill 17, but they're butchering 20 people and maybe three or four of them die? What about when people start poisoning each other or people start sticking pencils in your eye? or people? At some point, you've got to realize hurting people hurt people. And whatever is available, they will use that to hurt people. This is a heart issue. And that's what today, you know, Billy Graham would tell you. Boy, if you're tired of the pain in this world, if you're tired of hurting people, hurting people, if you're tired of the bitterness and loneliness, the depravity, just like Tony Perkins said, you know, when asked uh, by uh, Brett Baer if he would, uh, uh, what, what do people say with all these evangelicals following Trump? And he said, listen, God's been pushed out of the marketplace. We're not allowed to talk about God. We're uh, called criminals if we preach about God. And so the reason why people support Mr. Trump because he stands up for the people of God. Billy Graham stood up for the people of God, and he wanted everybody to know his God, to ease that pain, to ease that hurt, and truly start living a life of sacrifice and humility, of grace and mercy. And that truly was the life of Billy Graham. So we'll be back in three minutes paying tribute to Billy Graham. Hi, this is Mr. Black. In order to grow into mature adults, we need food. If we are to grow in our relationship with God, we need the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Every day on wayofwarrior.blog, I share God's word and unpack its meaning so you can apply it in your daily walk and grow with God. If your desire is to grow into the likeness of Christ and be all he created you to be, go to wayofwarrior.blog and click the follow button to receive this daily sustenance. Wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. 
This innate intelligent profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of hundreds of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. Your child's education is one of the most important decisions you can make as a parent. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says, Start children often on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. A quality Christian education can make all the difference in your child's life. A Christian school typically provides smaller class sizes for your student to flourish. Smaller class sizes can allow for more one-on-one time, allowing for individual attention with each student to focus on their academic needs, helping your child succeed. Wellness Radio 1570 believes in the power of Christian education so much that we have partnered with private Christian schools in the Twin Cities to offer half off your child's first year at a brand new school. That's right, half off. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com to check out a full list of our partnering schools. See frequently asked questions about the program and learn more. We have a limited number of vouchers available, so the time is now to start planning for the upcoming year. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm you're life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today we are live, and we are paying tribute to Mr. Billy Graham and his legacy. So I would love if you have any story about Billy Graham, about the impact he had on you, or about anything that happened, I'd love to hear from you, 651 289 Four four six 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 five one two eight nine four four six six, and maybe it wasn't Billy Graham, but maybe it was another person, a person who walked the talk, a person who truly lived a life that was congruent with the life they spoke about, a person that uh, hopefully is in relation to your relationship with God. You know, as I started putting together a show uh, right before we started, uh, I looked at the word legacy because when I think of legacy, uh, I guess I was thinking about something different. But legacy is in- interesting because it talks about properly. Uh, property as in money left to a person by a will said something that comes from the past or a person of the past it's interesting because legacy here really has to talk about something that's given something that's uh, passed down it's like use the word legacy for something handed down from one generation to the next a retiring company president might leave a legacy of honesty and integrity legacy comes from latin verb ligare to appoint by a last will 
send as an ambassador. That's incredible if you think about it. Something passed on, a law, a gift of property, especially personal property, is money by will. Anything handed down from the past. That's just awesome. And Billy Graham has an incredible legacy, uh, which reminds me of one of the funniest things I heard, one of my funniest jokes. I love this joke, and it has to do with Billy Graham. I'll share it with you. It says, Billy Graham was returning to Charlotte after a speaking engagement, and when his plane arrived, there was a limousine there to transport him to his home. As he prepared to get into the limo, he stopped and spoke to the driver. He said, you know, I'm 87 years old, and I've never driven a limousine. Would you mind if I drove it for a while? The driver said, no problem. Have at it. So Billy gets in the driver's seat, and they head off down the highway. A short distance away, a sat a rookie state trooper operating his first speed trap. The long black limo went by him doing 70 in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. The trooper pulled out and easily caught the limo, and he got out of the patrol car to begin the procedure. The young trooper walked up to the driver's door, and when the glass was rolled down, he was surprised to see who was driving. He immediately excused himself and went back to his car and called his supervisor. He told the supervisor, I know we're supposed to enforce the law, but I also know that important people are given certain courtesies. I need to know what I should do because I've stopped a very important person. The supervisor asked, is it the governor? The young trooper said, no. He's more important than that. The supervisor said, oh, so it's the president. The young trooper said, no, he's even more important than that. The supervisor finally asked, well, then who is it? The young trooper said, I think it's Jesus because he's got Billy Graham for a chauffeur. <laughs> I, I love that quote. But, you know, I was watching the news yesterday, and uh, uh, they were talking to a lot of people about Billy Graham, and they, they, they talked about Tony Perkins. I saw an interview with him, and I saw in Fox News a whole bunch of uh, editorials, and I kept hearing the overriding message of what Billy Graham wanted. What Billy Graham wanted is for people to know his Jesus, to know his Jesus. And, you know, not only did we lose Billy Graham, um, you know, a couple days ago, but, you know, it's also Black History Month. And uh, one of my favorite, uh, um, I don't know what you call it, monologue sermons, was by S.M. Lockridge. By the way, the S.M., a lot of people don't know this from Mr. Lockridge, born Shadrach Meshach Lockridge, March 7, 1913 to April 4, 2000. He was the pastor at Calvary Baptist Church. And one thing, just like Billy Graham, uh, S.M. Lockridge wanted people to know his Jesus. And so in honor of S.M. Lockridge, which is uh, celebrating Black History Month, and Billy Graham. Hey, Trevor, why don't you play uh, this three-and-a-half-minute clip? The Bible says my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder, do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? 
He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent, and he beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous, and his yoke is easy, and his burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you. Yes, he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't. You can't get him off of your hand. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. Yeah! That's my king. That's my king. Amen. 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 You know, that's what Billy Graham's life was all about. It wasn't about Billy Graham getting fame and fortune. It was about Billy Graham sharing the love that he had for his king. His king was enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. That's my king. He's God's son. He's the sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's honest. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's supreme. He's preeminent. He's the grandest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the supreme problem in higher criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine of historic theology. He's the carnal necessity of spiritual religion. That's Billy Graham's king. He's the miracle of the age. 
He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one able to supply all our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He's an almighty God who guides and keeps all his people. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent diligent and he beautifies the meek that's billy graham's king and that was the purpose for billy graham's life and that is the legacy of billy graham and you know why it's such a big deal that billy graham is with the lord because the antithesis is so relevant you know from this article from susan venker from fox news february 20th missing fathers in america's broken boys the vast majority of mass shooters come from broken homes She wrote an article earlier about the Parkland school shooting and its connection to fatherlessness, and it prompted a tsunami of emails. In one of those emails, a man named Fritz asked what she considered to be the root of fatherlessness, and she decided to write the follow-up article to answer that question. And she says, to point out that boys need their fathers is to shine a spotlight on divorce and single mothers, and that is admittedly uncomfortable. But there's no way to address fatherlessness comfortably. The fact is divorce and family breakdown, which to answer my emailer's question, she says, is the root of fatherlessness, is catastrophic for children. There's more than one reason why, but an obvious one is that in the majority of cases, divorce separates children from their fathers. This is destructive to both boys and girls, but each sex suffers differently. Girls who grow up deprived of their father are more likely to become depressed, more likely to self-harm, and more likely to sleep around to be promiscuous. But they still have their mothers, with whom they clearly identify. Boys do not have a comparable identification, and thus suffer more from their father's absence. That they also lead, tend to lead to act out in a manner that is harmful to others, which girls typically do not. The root of fatherlessness rests in two things: the, our culture's dismissal of men as valuable human beings who have something unique to offer, and its dismissal of marriage as an institution that's crucial to the health and well-being of children. And can I add a third one to Miss Banker? The the relegating of God on the sideline, to push God away, because a lot of us have never had a great father. We don't have that father. And so what Billy Graham said, we got a father in heaven, and his son is Jesus. And he went to the cross to die on the cross so that we may be free of this pain, of this suffering, of this loss, of this emptiness. And Billy Graham, if he was alive today, would tell you that every person has a hole in the heart. It's in the shape of Jesus. And what everybody needs is to know Billy Graham's Jesus. We'll be back in three minutes. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. But we need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N.org. Pancan.org. Giving your computer problems the boot. Or 
Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins the life these changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers and eight and a half year old son and patient and passionate wife i got rid of a lot of clutter in my head bs they call it belief systems that were not serving me if you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them if you want to build a productive team in two days if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next leadership awakening it's time the giant in you comes alive Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about Leadership Awakening Workshops. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host and radio coach, Life Caddy, Mr. Black. And today we are paying tribute uh, to Billy Graham. Billy Graham is uh, in the presence of our Lord and Savior. Billy Graham is rejoicing Billy Graham is free from pain, free from tears. Boy, we were lucky to have him on this planet for 100 years. You know, I was talking to my wife, you know, Methuselah is uh, considered the oldest person to ever live, 969 years old. Uh, and he was a child of Enoch. Uh, and Enoch didn't walk with God uh, the first 65 years of his life. But then Enoch had a vision uh, as he was having his son Methuselah. Uh, And after that first 65 years, uh, Enoch walked with God for 300 more years and walked so closely with him that he was one of the two people who've never died. Uh, The other one was Elijah, where they went up in a cloud of uh, fiery, you know, went up into heaven. And so it's interesting, but Methuselah's name is something to do with when uh, he dies, uh, it'll come. Uh, Basically, it shows you God's grace and mercy. 969 years for God didn't want anybody uh, to perish. Even you look at the kings of Judah and king of Israel, you know, after King Solomon, the the kingdom was split in two. Uh, And then you had the southern kingdom, Judah, which was comprised of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin. And then you had the northern kingdom, which they called Israel. And of all the 19 or 20 kings of of Israel, um, uh, none of them were good. But of the kings of, of Judah, there was about 20. Uh, and one of those most evil kings was called Manasseh. But Manasseh served 55 years, the longest of any kings in Judah. 
Uh, and the reason why that being is Manasseh, after he was captured by the Syrians, uh, he had a turning over to God. Uh, and his life ended much better than it started. And again, gives you a, a big thing how, you know, God is not looking at anybody to perish. And I was telling my wife, you know, I think what's losing Billy Graham at 100 years old is kind of like Methuselah. It's like now that Billy Graham's off the planet, maybe now the end is here because Billy Graham's no longer on this planet. So uh, I heard uh, that we got some uh, phone calls. So let's go to phone lines. Let's go to um, line number one. Not sure who it is, but welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Hello. Oh, hey, me? Michael. It's Michael. How you doing, Michael? Yes. Hi, Mr. Black. I'm doing fine. I just got off the exercise, um, so I'm a little bit breathless. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know, the reason I uh, appreciate you calling, my wife, Val, I guess she was on Facebook, and said uh, you had shared a story about the impact that Billy Graham had on your life. Would you mind sharing that with our listening audience? Sure. Um, I was age 11. Uh, it was June 30th, 1966 at the Earl's Court Arena in West London, and uh, many different events held there. And uh, Billy Graham was over for about, oh, six, eight, ten weeks, and um, we had a little bus take us from our church in West London to the Earl's Court Arena, and uh, Mom, Dad, and I went uh, went to that uh, event, June 30th, 1966. I remember the day very well, and uh, we sat up way up in the back, the, the very back uh, row, very highest seats in the auditorium, and uh, Billy Graham preached on the verse you just quoted, uh, that uh, God desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And uh, that night, uh, uh, there were about 10,000, 11,000 people there in the auditorium, uh, but it was as if I was the only one there, uh, and God was speaking to my heart. Um, and so at the end of the, uh, of the meeting, about 9.30 that night, uh, when Dr. Graham said, uh, I want you to get up and come down under his seat, he said, he pointed to us right up in that far <laughs> right-hand corner. And, and he said, if you're up there, it'll take you five minutes to come down. If you're with a bus, your bus will wait for you. I mean, uh, did he know that I'd come on a bus? Did he know that I was right up there sitting in that far corner? It was like at that moment, there was nobody else in the auditorium, not my mom, not my dad, not 10,999 others. And so we went forward and uh, um, uh, we, we went, uh, you know, responded to the altar call. Uh, somebody came down as a counselor and uh, talked my mom, my dad, uh, and myself through what it meant uh, to invite the Lord Jesus Christ into our hearts, into our lives, um, to, take, to take over control of our lives where we had been uh, in charge of that. Um, and I have never... I regretted that moment of decision. And Billy Graham had a radio program for many years called The Hour of Decision. I never regret that hour that we spent there. Um, and I'm now 63, so I've walked with the Lord for uh, 52 years, and he's never failed me yet. Wow. Wow, Michael. That is so cool. Michael's a graduate of ours. And Michael, when you, uh, when you heard uh, Billy Graham die, just kind of curious, what was your, your first thought? Okay, well, uh, as a journalist, I have been in Christian journalism uh, for about 35, 40 years, um, and I've written many, many stories about different Christian ministries and missions and evangelists, uh, written many stories about Dr. Graham. Um, and I've seen uh, over the last, you know, 40, 50 years, many of the uh, evangelical and evangelistic giants of the 20th century uh, pass on into glory, 
Um, and uh, I was I was wondering about this day when this day would come, um, and um, my my thoughts about this are that so many of uh, the giants of, of evangelical Christian faith have passed on to their eternal reward, and and I have lived to see uh, those men uh, minister um, to many many people and lead them to Christ, lead them to a saving faith save them from a Christless eternity. Um, and my thoughts are that, you know, there's not many of, the, of those true uh, yep. giant uh, ministers um, of the faith left. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, I agree with uh, Miss Black. Uh, it's, you know, it it's, could be a sign that we're coming towards the end because we've had a great mm-hmm. century. Uh, yep. D.L. Moody... Uh, you know, starting off in the earliest, early 20th century there, and uh, so many others um, yeah. have walked. Jay Vernon McGee, the... you got, yeah, you got Jay Vernon McGee, yes. you got Tozer, Tozer. I mean, there are some really people that I admire that, uh, you know, uh, in this 20th century per se have passed on. So now we're in the 21st. So uh, I just uh, really appreciate you, Michael, and I really appreciate you calling in and sharing that. And to me, it, it reminds me of a legacy that we're all supposed to leave. You know, Billy Graham made a huge impact, but Billy Graham, don't cry for Billy Graham. Billy Graham's with our Lord. I mean, he won. Uh, all pain, all tears, all things, you know, the Bible's pretty clear to be absent of the bodies, be present with Christ. Uh, and so Billy Graham has been with uh, his Lord and Savior for at least two days now. He's walked with him all his life, and now he's in the presence. So uh, let us rejoice for Billy Graham. Let's be sad for his loss, for his family, for the rest of us. But I don't know about you, brother, but I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out with Billy soon, you know? <laughs> sure, yeah. And uh, there, there are others, uh, you know, who have gone before that uh, personally who have had an impact on my life in, in slightly different ways that I'm going to miss too while I'm this earth. They're still with us. Their legacy yep. is still with us. You know, um, Billy Graham said, you know, don't cry for me. Um, and the thing is, his words, uh, uh, his his books, uh, the videos, uh, the radio programs, they're there for people to listen to on the Internet, just like Mr. Black's program here uh, on the Internet. You can go back and listen to it. Um, yep. You know, it, it, we still have uh, his legacy. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, as believers, we, we don't mourn uh, nope. as those who have no hope. No, nope. death wears your sting, right? Death wears your sting. It's gone for those of us that know God. And so I'm telling you right now, if you don't know God, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to uh, Michael, because, boy, if uh, those of us that know God know his son, Jesus Christ, just like Billy Graham, that the whole purpose of our life, everything else is secondary uh, to other people knowing, just like S.M. Lockhart said, our King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, do you know my Jesus? Because that's truly what matters. So thank you, my brother. I appreciate calling in. God bless you. We'll talk soon, okay, brother? Thank you. God bless. All right, buddy. Have a good day. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we're remembering Billy Graham today, uh, and uh, I got in front of me this uh, Alan Wright, who uh, has a ministry called Sharing the Light Ministries. Uh, he'd sent this to me in email uh, this morning, it's from, or yesterday morning, from February 21st, 2018. It says, Remembering Billy Graham. He says, It's not the familiar cadence of his preaching or the earth-shaking scope of Billy Graham's ministry that I'll remember most. It's not the fact that he preached to over 210 million people, counseled presidents, or wrote 30 books that will forever awe me. What I'll remember most about this North Carolina neighbor is his humility. 
My wife's uncle, Stanley Bennett, was the Graham's pastor for years at the Montreal Presbyterian Church. Sometimes when Uncle Stanley was away, the famous evangelist would preach for him. My wife and I have been entrusted with a cute note that Billy Graham wrote to Stanley after filling in for our uncle one Sunday. He said, Dear Stanley, I enjoyed preaching for you this Sunday. I guess you looked around for a Presbyterian pastor and couldn't find one, so you scraped the bottom of the barrel and found a Baptist. I don't think I did a very good job, though. After the service, one of my children said, I like Uncle Stanley better, Billy Graham. (laughs) He said, and then uh, Alan said, I grieve with millions today as I thank God for Billy Graham's life and legacy. I thank God for his boldness, perseverance, love, graciousness, and untiring work. But I thank God most for giving us a picture of what humility looks like. Oh, that's just such a powerful thing. A picture of what humility looks like in a man of God. Thank you, Lord, for our sweet Billy Graham. Alan Wright, Sharing the Light Ministries. So powerful. You know, one of my favorite quotes from Billy Graham, I remember him saying years ago, 70% of people in church are dead. And the Bible's pretty clear. Many will say, Lord, Lord, and he'll say, I never knew you. But they'll say, well, but I cast out demons in your name. We prophesy in your names. We did miracles in your name. But he said, I never knew you. Why? Because Jesus told us, don't be just hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. And with Billy Graham's humility, with his grace, with his long suffering, uh, it, they weren't just words. You know, he said, too, Christians do more to scare people away from God than anybody else. And ladies and gentlemen, one of my goals in life is to bring me more people closer to the foot of my Savior, my King of Kings, my Lord of Lords, than I scare away. And that's truly the legacy of Billy Graham, is it wasn't just in his words, because a picture's worth a thousand words. People didn't care what he said. They watched Billy Graham live his life, a life of grace, a life of mercy, a life of humbleness. And because of that, I'm sure there are millions of people that will soon be in the presence of our Lord and Savior. We'll be back in three minutes with Like It Matters Radio. Yes, I did it. Thank you, Mr. Black. Are those your grades for this semester? They sure are. All A's and one B. But what about your learning disability and your struggles in school? Not since I got my brain map done at Like It Matters. I now know how I best learn and the unique way that God made me. No more learning disability. You are unique. Nobody has your fingerprints and nobody is wired exactly like you. We now have the ability to show you God's fingerprints for your life through yours. The unique print on each of your fingers is a duplicate of the neural pathway in that corresponding lobe of your brain. With our exclusive brain map, we can capture your fingerprints and give you a 35-page map of your brain, your gifts, talents, and innate resources. This information is the key to unlocking your God-given potential and truly living your life like it matters. If you're ready to maximize the potential you were created with, email Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com or call 817-502-1554. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. 
WeNeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call all their office in Egan for your free consultation. WeNeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at WeNeedMoreHair.com. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and a follower of the same Jesus Christ that Billy Graham preached about for over six decades. And uh, today we're paying tribute to Billy Graham, a great man of God who now, uh, he won He's in the presence of our Lord and Savior. Don't cry for Billy Graham. Maybe, uh, um, you know, a little remorse for his family, so they're not going to be around him. But Franklin and Ruth, uh, uh, I I know they're all uh, joyous. Uh, They're all joyous. They're not sad. Uh, Kathy Gifford, uh, Val was telling me, my wife was telling me, was on one of the talk shows with Megyn Kelly, and everybody was all sad and all that. And Kathy's like, why? He won. He's great. He's with God. And people that don't know God don't know that. I mean, there's a lot of people that go to church and have a relationship with the church. Well, that's not what Christianity is. There's a lot of people that call themselves saved that aren't saved because God said, talking to church people, uh, you, you, I don't know you, never knew you. But they were at church every Sunday, probably did the children's ministry. But it's not about uh, what you know. It's about how you live. It's about who you know. And by know, I mean in the biblical way. No inside and out. Uh, and so today we're paying tribute to Billy Graham. And uh, uh, Rick Reynolds, who's one of my graduates, he's a pastor. He goes by Frank. Uh, but Rick Reynolds is working right now. But he texted me, and he can't really share the story because he's at work, but he wanted me to share it. Uh, he said it was in 1977. And this was a firsthand experience. He was in a hotel. I don't remember what city it was in. I think it was North Carolina, if I'm correct. And he said uh, he was uh, in the lobby, and he saw Billy Graham uh, get on an elevator, uh, and then he saw a woman get on that elevator with Billy Graham. And he saw Billy Graham step off the elevator and tell the lady, that's okay, you go ahead and go up now, I'll, I'll wait for a minute. He got off the elevator, and uh, Frank saw this, because he did not want to be alone on that elevator with a woman, because he knows what the Bible says. That the enemy is uh, looking for people to destroy. The enemy is looking for any way to cause people to go astray. You know, that word sin, a lot of you get wrapped up in and get bothered by it, but it's an archery term. It means to miss the mark, and we all fall short of the glory of God. None of us is good enough. You can't be good enough for God. That's what religion is. Religion is a, a whole bunch of things that people are doing to attempt to be good enough for God. 
But the Bible is pretty clear. It says that it's faith, uh, it's faith alone. It's by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. The Bible alone is the truth, period. Our, our works, the Bible says, are like dirty rags, feminine products to God. Our best day, if God had a worst day, is not even the same time dimension uh, as God's worst day, if it was possible for God to have a worst day, which is not possible. And so Billy Graham shared that love they had for God, and he walked it. He just just didn't talk about it. He just didn't preach about it. Uh, And he knew that because the way so many of us show up, because we're preaching one sermon, but we're living another sermon. And think about this. A picture's worth a thousand words. We all know this. And the average human being speaks about 120 to 150 words per minute, roughly. If you've listened to this radio show long enough, you know I can get to 180. And so one picture of integrity, of commitment, or one picture of lack of integrity, or lack of commitment, is, has more power, more power than six to eight minutes of nonstop sermon, nonstop dialogue, nonstop scripture. That's powerful. So today, as we remember Billy Graham, let's take a look in the mirror. If you weren't, didn't have the ability to talk, and so you couldn't preach about your Jesus, or my Jesus, or Billy Graham's Jesus, But people just watched your sermon, watched your life, watched the way you interact with people, watched the things that happen in the dark when no one's around, watched the things that you do in elevators, watched the things you do in hotel rooms when you're by yourself on the road. If they could see your sermon, would they be closer to God or they would use you as an example why they'd never want to follow your God? Because if that's what being a Christian is all about, I ain't interested And I told you, one of my goals in life is to bring more people to my God and his son, Jesus Christ, than I scare away. And Billy Graham was a spiritual advisor to American presidents. He was close to Dwight D. Eisenhower, Lyndon Johnson. And Lyndon Johnson, I heard, was one of his closest friends, and Richard Nixon. He insisted on integration for his revivals and crusades in 1953 and invited Martin Luther King Jr. to preach jointly at a revival in New York City in 1957. Graham bailed King out of jail in the 1960s when King was arrested in demonstrations. He was also lifelong friends with another televangelist, Robert Schuller, whom Graham talked into doing his own television ministry. Graham operates a variety of media and publishing outlets. According to his staff, more than 3.2 million people have responded to the invitation at Billy Graham Crusades to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. This is from Wikipedia, by the way. As of 2008, Graham's estimated lifetime audience, including radio and television broadcasts, topped 2.2 billion. That's a B, billion. Because of his crusades, Graham has preached the gospel to more people in person than anyone in the history of Christianity. Did you hear that? Graham has repeatedly been on Gallup's list of most admired men and women. He appeared on the list 60 times. Did you hear that? Six zero. It's uh, six decades he preached. 60 times since 1955. More than any other individual in the world. Did you hear that? Most admired men and women more than anybody else in the history of the world. Grant Wacker reports that by the mid-1960s, he had become the great legitimator. By then, his presence conferred status on presidents, acceptability on wars, shame on racial prejudice, desirability on decency, dishonor on indecency, and prestige on civic events. 
Wow. And look at his children. Ruth Graham Lotz, I think it is. I mean, Franklin Graham, and I know he's got two other children, or one other child, another son, I'm pretty sure. Actually, he's got another daughter as well. So I think there's four, and I could be wrong. My apologies. But look at his kids. Boy, that's the true test. They walked with him. They saw him. And I heard Franklin Graham, or maybe it was another one of his children, say at one point, you know, as good as people think about our father, we think better because we lived with him. Boy, I think a lot of times people think great things about somebody, and then if you ask their kids, if they would be honest, they'd say, well, I'm glad he was that for you, but he wasn't that for me. But, you know, Billy Graham was the true one. He, he actually lived it. He actually believed in what he was preaching. He believed in the message that Christ sent. And, you know, he was, he was humorous, too. Had a lot of funny stories, you know. Directionally challenged. This was from the Leadership Secrets of Billy Graham. Said Billy Graham once told about the time in a small town when he asked a boy how to get to the post office. After getting directions, Mr. Graham invited him to come to his crusade that evening. He said, you can hear me tell everyone how to get to heaven, he told the boy. The boy's response, I don't think I'll be there. You don't even know your way to the post office. <laughs> and here's another one. This is from the Wisdom of Billy Graham. <clears throat> He said, I heard about a man some time ago who had a watermelon patch, and some young rascals in the community were stealing him blind. So he said, all right, I'll get him. So he put up a sign in his watermelon patch that said, one of these melons is poison. He went to bed and got up the next morning. Sure enough, they hadn't stolen a watermelon. Everything was the same, except the sign had been changed. It now read, two of these watermelons is poison. <laughs> And this is from Billy Graham in his 1957 New York crusade. He said, quote, The Bible warns very strongly that you are to obey your parents. The rod is considered old-fashioned in many homes. Psychiatrists say it will warp your personality. When I did something wrong, my mother warped part of me, but it wasn't my personality. And this was from Billy Graham at the 1965 Houston crusade. He said, I was coming down an elevator with some friends of mine. And a man got on about the fifth floor and said, I hear Billy Graham is on the elevator. And one of my friends pointed in my direction and said, yes, there he is. The man looked at me up and down for about 30 seconds, and he said, my, what an anticlimax. <laughs> uh, here's another one from Billy Graham. It says, when one of Billy Graham's uncles died, he was about to begin a crusade in Kansas. To make the funeral in time, he and George Beverly Shea boarded a small plane headed for Oklahoma and flown by a student pilot, Mr. Graham wrote. We soon flew into a rainstorm. To cover my anxiety, I talked to the pilot again. What do you do for a living, I asked him. He said, I lay carpet. He lays carpet, repeated Bev with another doubtful nod. The worse the storm became, the more I talked. By the way, how long have you been flying? Well, I've been working at it off and on for six months, he said proudly. I suppose you have your pilot's license. Oh, yes, sir, I have my pilot's license, he assured me. And you have your license to carry passengers? Well, no, sir. I don't have that yet, he admitted. Don't have that yet, reported Bev, nodding in my direction. Have you ever flown this plane before? I asked, suspecting the answer. Not this plane, he said. Not this plane, repeated Bev, this time shaking his head. Bev and I would have jumped if only we could have found the chutes. That's from Billy Graham in his autobiography, Just As I Am. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing wrong with men possessing riches. The wrong comes when riches possess men, Billy Graham said. Churchgoers are like coals in a fire. When they cling together, they keep the flame aglow. When they separate, they die out. You know, and Billy Graham might be with our Lord and Savior, but he hasn't died out. 
And I want to thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for letting me share my joy of knowing Billy Graham. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, like Billy Graham, it does. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.